The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. My name is Mitzi. I am the campus pastor for our downtown campus at Ecclesia, and it is a joy to welcome you here today. We are in a series of teaching on various women of faith. And as I was contemplating who God wanted me to preach on today, I was immediately brought back to a memory of when I was on a bus. I was in my 30s, I was with my mom, and this bus had taken us to a a home, a shelter, where people who lived there were very poor and needed help with daily tasks. And we were there to help with laundry, as well as feeding the residents. And as I was walking down the aisle to get off the bus, I noticed through the bus window a female resident who was scratching her head vigorously. It did not take me very long to realize that this woman had a horrible case of lice. And my next thought was, how many more people who live here have lice? And then my very next thought was, I do not want to get off of this bus. And then a miracle happened. My phone chimed, and I I took out my phone. It was my daily subscription to the verse of the day. And I am not kidding when I tell you that the message read, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. It was exactly what I needed to get off that bus and love and serve the residents of this home. And where was I? I was in Calcutta, India, at Prem Don, one of the missionaries of charity homes that Mother Teresa founded. And she is who God has invited me to preach on today. I would be surprised if you haven't heard of Mother Teresa, but if you haven't, maybe you will recognize her image. And, you know, Mother Teresa was not always Mother Teresa, who in 1979 won the Nobel Peace Prize, and in 1985 was awarded the U.S. Medal of Freedom, the highest honor for a civilian that the U.S. bestows. And so women, if you are here, you are unmarried, you don't have children, you are in great company with a Nobel Peace Prize winner as well as a U.S. Medal of Freedom winner. Mother Teresa of Calcutta was born Agnes Boyajiu in Skopje, Albania. And because I used to teach geography and maps are important to me, I have a map of where Albania is. So this is where we are in Houston. And then that is where Albania is. When Agnes was only eight, her father died. And then when she was 18, she sensed a call to missions and left Albania never to see her mother or sister again. She went from Albania to Ireland for three months because that's where she needed to learn English, which was the language of missionaries at that time. And after being in Ireland for three months, she then moved to India and moved to Darjeeling, which is in the northeast of India. Maybe you've heard of Darjeeling because of the extraordinary tea that is grown there. And then later then moved to Calcutta. 
But at age 27, while she was in Darjeeling, Agnes took on the name of Teresa. And when she was 38, she left the Loretto convent and moved to Calcutta, inspired by these words from Matthew 20 that reads, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. I felt aware of a calling in the midst of my vocation. I had to leave the convent and consecrate myself to help the poor living among them. Some of the other sisters decided to join Teresa, and together they founded the order Missionaries of Charity. They saw themselves as messengers of God's love to the outskirts. Mother Teresa said, our work is based on these words from Matthew 25, 35 through 36, where Jesus says, for when I was hungry, you fed me. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was alone as a stranger, and you welcomed me into your homes and into your lives. I was naked, and you gave me clothes to wear. I was sick, and you tended to my needs. I was in prison, and you comforted me. Many, many sermons could be preached on the life and love of Mother Teresa. Some of you know her for her prolonged dark night of the soul, and she is best known for her life and love to the poorest of the poor. But Mother Teresa also had a lot to say about the poverty of the spirit and about the lonely among us, and that is what God is inviting us to dive into today. Let's hear what Mother Teresa had to say about loneliness. In the developed countries, there is a poverty of intimacy, a poverty of spirit, of loneliness, of lack of love. There is no greater sickness in the world today than that one. As far as I am concerned, the greatest suffering is to feel alone, unwanted, unloved. Sometimes people can hunger for more than bread. You know, and sometimes loneliness is not just not having a family or not having a friends. Sometimes people can be lonely in their own families, in their own marriage. And sometimes you feel like you have to hide to be accepted, or you feel lonely because there's something going on inside and you don't have someone to share your joys or your sorrows with or you are in need of some kind of help and no one seems to notice. Or when they do, as we heard in the story of the Good Samaritan, they just walk on by. Mother Teresa gave a couple of reasons for loneliness. She said, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. Everybody today seems to be in a hurry. No one has any time to give to others. Children to their parents, parents to their children, spouses to each other. And this line really hit me. World peace begins to break down 
in the homes. We have forgotten that we belong to one another. And here is encouragement from Mother Teresa. God has created us so we do small things with great love. I believe that great love should start at home with my family, my neighbors across the street, those right next door, and then this love should reach everyone. I want to share a few examples of how people are loving the overlooked and lonely that you may find inspiring. There are moms and dads in cities across the United States who freely offer mom and dad hugs to LGBTQ youth who have been rejected by their parents, who are longing for that maternal or paternal affection. Some hospice organizations have volunteers who are on call as someone is about to die. My friend Alyssa was a volunteer for a season in this, and what she offered was her physical presence to be with someone who had no one else to be with them. And as they took their last breath, she was there to hold their hands. My cousin Catherine is an elementary school principal in Norman, Oklahoma. And as part of her responsibility, she oversees an intergenerational preschool program where they have built two classrooms into a nursing home. And so three times a day, the preschoolers and the grand friends, as they call them, meet together for reading buddies and movement, sing-along, crafts, and everybody's favorite, ice cream socials. The grand friends are given much needed social interaction as well as that feeling of being useful. And the littles get tons and tons of attention, as well as being part of an environment that helps them cultivate empathy and helps them grow more comfortable around adults with disabilities. So Ecclesia, God is asking us today, who among the overlooked or lonely is God inviting you to love? And I have this, another quotation from Mother Teresa that may help us. She said, it is very fashionable to talk about the poor. Unfortunately, it is not fashionable to talk with them. As we consider who that is for us, let me put the quotation up again with a blank. Today, it is very fashionable to talk about Unfortunately, it is not fashionable to talk with them. Ecclesia, who do you find yourself tending to talk about but not with? Let's sit with that for a moment. Is it a group of people? Perhaps it's an individual. Who do you tend to talk about, but not with? And as you sit with that person or persons, let's go to the scriptures. What wisdom and guidance 
can we glean from God's word in our own attitudes and actions to the poor, the lonely, the overlooked? I would love to invite you into a scripture soak where we are going to immerse ourselves into a passage through through the spiritual practice of Lectio Divina which means divine reading. I was first introduced to this way of engaging with scripture by Pastor Chris, and this was about 15 years ago when Jerry and I first started coming to Ecclesia, and he used pretty much the whole sermon time for us to just soak in one passage of scripture four times. I'm going to do that with us today, but for time's sake, we're going to do it twice. But what I'm going to ask is that if you are comfortable to Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and as we soak in this scripture, what word or phrase stirs in your soul? From Colossians, since you are all set apart by God, made holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourselves with a holy way of life. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Put up with one another. Forgive. Pardon any offense against one another, as the Lord has pardoned you, because you should act in kind. But above all these, put on love. Love is the perfect tie to bind these together. Let's sit in silence. What is stirring in your soul from this passage. As I read again, this time I want you to ask God to help you think of a situation perhaps that you're in right now, an invitation that God might be inviting you to. Since you are all set apart by God, made holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with a holy way of life, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Put up with one another, forgive, pardon any offense against one another as the Lord has pardoned you, because you should act in kind. But above all these, put on love. Love is the perfect tie to bind these together. Again, let's ask God to invite and to reveal in silence.
you may be sensing that God is inviting you to do something that is very hard, very difficult. Humility, patience, putting up with people, forgiving, none of that is easy. And the overlooked or the lonely often have messy or difficult lives, and that's what makes them hard to be around. But Mother Teresa has this encouragement for us. True love causes pain. Jesus, in order to give us the proof of his love, died on the cross. A mother, in order to give birth to her baby, has to suffer. If you really love one another, you will not be able to avoid making sacrifices. So yes, it will be hard. It will be painful and even scary at times. But God is with you. The power of the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within you. And that is what will help you choose compassion over judgment, to choose pardon over revenge, to choose kind words over gossip, to choose leaning in over leaning away, to choose love over apathy. Are you creating the time and space for that supernatural work to happen? Because here's something that we all know to be true. Sheer willpower and just white knuckling it is only gonna get us so far. To consistently choose words and actions of life and love instead of death and apathy. It is the power of transformation in our souls. Are you creating that space for that transformation to take place? And this may seem, again, difficult. I want to remind you, God is with you. And let me tell you who else is with you. We are with you. We belong to each other. We are not meant to walk this, this road in isolation. You know, come talk to us at the prayer corner or at the connect table after service and ask how you can be more involved in a community that will journey with you on this path of transformation. You know, speaking of Ecclesia, the prayer corner, the connect table, I am really grateful that Ecclesia seems to be a place for people who have felt overlooked or lonely. The first group that comes to mind are artists. Others that I have talked to who have found home and belonging here include those whose faith is hanging by a thread and they really need encouragement and not condemnation. Or those who, are, who want to embrace grief and lament. Those who long for hospitable spaces, for questions and doubts and mystery. For those who are finding that living life in the either or just is not working. And they want to learn about an embrace of life, of living in the both and. I do know that some of you who are listening to this sermon are saying to yourselves, what if I am the one who is lonely? What if I'm the one who's being overlooked and in pain? I will tell you that I do know how that feels, and I want to offer this story to you. When we were living in Calcutta, Jerry and I invited uh, some American friends over to our house for dinner, and, and they accepted. 
And then later that day, another American couple invited the same group to their house. And our friends came and told us, we're actually gonna go to this other house, so we're not coming to yours. And then no invitation to join came forth. I was so distraught. I was so hurt. You know, Jerry, he actually did not care because he's much of an extra and he's like more time by myself. But I cried and I lamented and I was in so much pain. And I just was telling Jerry, how could they do this? Why doesn't anyone want to spend time with us? And just let it all come out. And after I calmed down, I sensed a shift within me. And I sensed God saying, Mitzi, who else could you invite over tonight? And a family from Nepal who had, recent, who had moved to Calcutta two years earlier readily accepted my late invitation. And so they came over, we ordered Domino's Pizza, which at that time was a big, big treat in Calcutta, and then we played our Nintendo Wii together. And at the end of the evening, Rupa took me aside and she said, Mitzi, thank you so much for inviting us. We had a wonderful time. This is the first time in the two years that we have lived here that anyone has invited us over to their home just to enjoy ourselves. And so if you are struggling with the pain of loneliness, I am not saying, so be inspired by my story. Just turn that frown upside down. That is not what God is inviting. God is inviting you to sit in the pain of your loneliness, to cry out, to cry tears if that's what your body needs, to talk to God about it, maybe to find someone to talk to, and then, and only then when you're ready, perhaps see if God has an invitation for you to redeem that pain. I wanna end this message today with what perhaps I admire most about Mother Teresa. She wanted to be with the poor because she saw Jesus in them. Mother Teresa said, by blood, I am Albanian by citizenship, an Indian. By faith, I am a Catholic nun. As to my calling, I belong to the world. As to my heart, I belong entirely to the heart of Jesus. And for her, drawing close to Jesus meant drawing close to the poor and the lonely. She said, it is very possible that you will find human beings, surely very near you, needing affection and love. Do not deny them these. Who is that someone? That person is Jesus himself, Jesus who is hidden under the guise of suffering. Jesus comes in the broken bodies of the poor. He also comes in the rich who are drowning in the loneliness of their own riches. He also comes in their lonely hearts when there is no one to offer them love. And so if you desire to love and serve Jesus, 
You will find Jesus in the lives of the lonely, the poor, the overlooked, for they are also image bearers of God. I want to bring us back to the passage of Scripture that guided Mother Teresa's work, the passage that started, for when I was hungry, you fed me. You know, sometimes we need to hear the message or the heart of Scripture in different words. And so, in this retelling of that passage, the focus here is more on the spiritual poverty, not necessarily the material one. For when I needed a hug, you embraced me. When I needed someone to listen, you gave me your attention. When I was home all day with my new baby, you came and visited me and folded my laundry. I made a stupid mistake and you offered compassion. My body and my mind were not well and you were kind and gentle. Even months and years after my loved one died, you remembered and honored them with me. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.